Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, welcome back everybody to the Ball Hawks podcast here on... Oh, it's April now. I, I totally forgot what month it was. I was going to say March. Uh, April 4th. How was your weekend, Chris? The weekend was good, man. Um, we shipped the kids off to my parents last night for a sleepover. So after I got off work, the wife and I went out for dinner. We went down to... Uh, I guess kind of where your wife works, but not really. We went to the, the other location. Oh, okay. and The waterfront. So... Yeah, went to the waterfront one, which was which was nice. A little colder down there because it was windy last night, but it was good. It was it was nice to get out and have dinner and not have to worry about the kids, you know, causing a ruckus. Um, a funny story actually about that is we were we were driving to the restaurant. We had like just turned uh, off the highway and like we're just kind of making our way downtown. And Nadine goes where's my phone? She's like looking in the car, looking in her purse. She goes, ah, crap. She goes, I forgot my phone at home. I'm like, what? whatever. Like, I'm like, you don't actually, she made the joke. She's going to be a long dinner for me. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Good company. <laughs> you know, you, you could talk to me. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like you don't need your phone. I was like, you know, if, if something's wrong, the kids are with my parents. So they're going to probably instinctively call me first anyways. Yeah. Um, I was like, so whatever, like, you don't, you don't need it. I've got mine. Like we're okay. So get, you know, downtown, get to the restaurant, park the car. We're walking, getting out of the car. We're walking across the street to the restaurant and Nadine goes, Oh no, I don't have my vaccine passport. Oh, right. (laughs) We're like, Oh yeah, I guess that's on your phone. Isn't it? (laughs) Crap. So we walk up to the restaurant and she asked if we have a reservation. I'm like, no, we just need a table for two, please. And she goes, okay, like it's going to be about a 30 minute wait. I'm like, yeah, yeah no problem. Like the, in the meantime, I'm on my phone, like I'm super distracted trying to figure out how to download Nadine's vaccine passport on my phone. Yeah. So as soon as she said 30 minute wait, I'm like, yep, no problem. I need to <laughs> figure this out anyways. Um, and then somehow it, it I, I got it downloaded. Like that, no, no problem there. But then we somehow got lost in the shuffle and they didn't scan our vaccine passports anyways. <laughs> okay. I want that half an hour back now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I was watching them like scan every single person walking through the door. And That's I was like, so funny. It's like, how did they, like they, they missed us, but yeah, it was good. Um, dinner was nice. Our server was, was um, amazing. Uh, probably one of the best servers we've had in a long time. Uh, we stayed up way too late last night um <clears throat> did you watching... have the, the real question is did you have a bellini no oh uh, <laughs> how do you go to, how do you go to cactus I, without getting a bellini or a sangria 
One of the two. Whoa. Okay, so I, I Chris mean, is throwing things. <laughs> he's he's very angry about my Bellini comment. He don't ask me about throwing. Bellini. <laughs> <laughs> I drink beer, okay? Don't yeah, question I'm a, me. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 35. I drink beer. <laughs> don't ask me about Bellinis. Well, I drink um, They're delightful. Yeah, no, I'm. I just drank. Uh, just drank the, the the house lager. Um, Nadine was actually going to get a Bellini, and then I talked her out of it and talked her into <sighs> some other vodka, something or other. And she no, she was actually like, I wanted a husband gold star for that recommendation because she was still talking about that drink today about how good it was. So the uh, better play would have I, I been win. to get both. Like M- maybe, yeah. But I mean, wouldn't matter. Would like we stayed up late watching WrestleMania. Oh god! And then, yeah. And when I say when I say we, I mean I was watching WrestleMania. And my wife was just sitting on the couch. Tell me you're still um, a child without telling me you're still a child. I'm PVRing uh, night two of WrestleMania right now, Stephen. I'm gonna watch it after after oh, the podcast. Good lord! And so last last night it was like Nadine this morning. She's like, I don't think I've ever seen you fall asleep so fast. She's like, you kissed me good night, say good night. Your head hit the pillow, and you were out yeah i I woke up this morning and felt like i fell asleep really quickly like (laughs) literally the last thing i remember is kissing you good night and i woke up this morning being like did i did i miss something last night (laughs) yeah i i said good night right you're not mad okay good 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 i did i didn't fall asleep and um kissed you said i said i love you okay we're good (laughs) i'm in the clear uh, one other thing, because we're more than just football on this show, is um, this, I don't know if it was this week, I don't know, the days all blend together. Tomorrow I go back to work and I'll actually know what day they're, uh, you know, we're on. Um, you brought over uh, some, for all of our Canadian listeners, American listeners are going to be like, oh, big deal. Uh, you brought over some Krispy Kreme donuts for a fundraiser thing. Um, and my question to you, Chris, is how many do you eat right off the bat? Like, are you, are you a, oh, I'll just have one and then I'll put them away. Or do you got to have like a good half a dozen of them? And then you start like taking them out one by one. I had three on day one, not consecutively. I had like two pretty close together. Then I had a, a third after the kids went to bed. Like, and I, I feel like I could sit there and dust a box of those off and not feel full at all. Like, I don't know what it is about Krispy Kreme donuts. Um, they're light, they're fluffy, they're, you could take 12 down and you haven't even taken a breath yet, so. I'm also, well, not light, but I'm fluffy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I did learn that I should have eaten more on day one, because... They were so much better on what was that Friday that I picked them up. Yeah, I think they were a lot better on on Friday than than they were on Saturday. Um, but I mean, they're, they're still donuts. Put them in the they're microwave still, for know. a couple seconds. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, not overly picky. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of it is I was like, I was like, if I keep eating these, the kids are going to ask for another one. <laughs> oh, so you don't like, play the like, no, this is daddy's. Oh no, I gave the kids one as soon as I got home. Mm. Alyssa uh, had one herself and split one with the kids. And I walked down the stairs and I was like, 
who the hell has been into my donuts? And she's like, you have two boxes of them. You're not going to, you're not going to eat them all. And I was like, are you new to this marriage or something? I would gladly take two dozen out like nothing. And the kids are like, oh, can we have another one? Nope. As I like crush my fourth and fifth one. <laughs> my, my, my kids got into it actually. I mean, technically they, they got theirs before I even had my first. Ooh. Setting a bad I, I walked, precedence there, well, kid. I, I walked through the door and they saw them and I was like, Actually, they, they didn't even, like, clue in. They have no idea what a Krispy Kreme box looks like. So I was like, again, I, you know, coming in as, as the hero, mm-hmm. I walk into the kitchen, open up the box, grab out two donuts and say, hey, Carter, Olivia, come here. <laughs> they're, they're in the living room. I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, get over here. I'm like, why, Daddy? I'm like, come here. You want to taste this. Yeah, they walk into the kitchen. I, I don't even say anything. I just go, and I just hand them the donuts. And they're like, oh, thank you, Daddy. And they look like the most plain donuts, but they're just absolutely amazing. Have you ever been to a Krispy Kreme like, and had them fresh? Yep. You know, we, see, I, uh, I, ha- I have not. Like, so, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, the first time I went to Vegas with my buddy Ben, uh, we were 21 at the time. So um, let, let's just say uh, my loose memories are, are, are remembering this, but they had a Krispy Kreme inside one of the hotels and the whole side of it was all glass walls. So you could watch them being made. And, you know, we'd just gotten up. I don't know. It's like six in the morning. Cause you can't sleep there. Like literally pump oxygen into the hotel. So you're like ready to go again. And, uh, we're kind of stumbling over there. I'm like, yeah, we should go there for breakfast. Like a coffee and a donut would just hit the spot. And so we go up there, we're like, yeah, I'll grab a couple donuts, like a couple dozen coffee. And she goes to take the ones out of like the, I guess the display case for everybody. And we're like, no, 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 no. See those ones coming off the trolley? I'll wait. You, you go get those ones. And she's like, gives us this little smirk, like, oh, you guys are out of towners for sure. Goes back there, gets them, brings them over to us. And man, were those things unbelievable. Like, I would go back to Vegas just for that. Like, that's a thing now with Krispy Kreme, isn't it? Where, like, don't they have, like, a a, a light? Where that they'll, like, turn on the light being, like, fresh donuts, like, like just made or, like, something. Oh, really? I feel like that's a a thing now where where, where they, like, advertise when they're, like, just coming off the the conveyor belt. Well, we do have a lot of American listeners, so if you guys are out there and you can verify this for us and somehow ship us them while they're still fresh, we would well, really appreciate that. There's a location in the lower mainland, isn't there? Is there? I've, I'm Googling it right I've now. never noticed. Um, I, I, I would imagine. Everything's international now, right? I mean, not everything. Pretty much. We don't have In-N-Out Burger up here. <laughs> Oh no! There's one in there's one in Delta apparently of cool. all places of all places, Delta <laughs> BC, known for the Krispy Kremes. I'm gonna have to hit that up when I go down to the coast for a uh, lacrosse tournament. That's yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's jump into some NFL stuff. We've talked about donuts and how you fall asleep very easily. Um, one of the weirder things I saw over the last week, I think it was like on Friday or Thursday or something like that was Antonio Brown is not going to have surgery. I can't remember what it was for. Was it for an ankle or a shoulder? Um, Yeah, it was an ankle. Um, And his quote, so he's not going to get surgery until a team commits to him. 
which seems so ass backwards. Like, why would a team commit to you when you're not healthy? When you can't pass a physical. Yeah, you. Li- it's like pending a physical, but you're... I don't Maybe he can pass a physical. Like, maybe he needs surgery, but, you know, you and I off air were talking about, like, playing through the pain. Like, maybe he can pass a physical. Well, no, because part of the physical is getting an MRI. Oh, yeah, like doctor's recommendations and stuff like that. Yeah, like they, like they full body scan MRI you, right? Like- but, I mean, part of me wonders if they did that and they saw some stuff. And they're like, well, let's see what you look like, right? Because there, there's some things we were talking about, you know, you can play through a lot of different things. And, you know, I'm sure there's a team out there that would possibly take a chance on it. But his quote was so interesting. It was, I need to get my ankle fixed, but I just want to make sure I got an obligation or a commitment from a team. It's a lot for a guy to go do surgery without an idea of where you're going to work or who you're going to work for. He just, there, nothing about this guy surprises me anymore. I don't know if you saw my comment to it on Twitter. Um, I think it was earlier even in the week. He was driving like in an Uber um, and his two kids couldn't be more than five years old. Both of them uh, were basically like jumping around in the back. Like they were not seat belted in whatsoever. And I was like, how do you still have children, dude? Like, if you don't care about your own safety, fine. Be an idiot. Risk your own life. You know, if you're not putting anyone else in danger, whatever, it's your choice. You do, but yeah, you they don't do have you. Yeah, you do you. But make sure these like and yeah. So nothing about this guy surprises me. That was just one of the weirdest things that a, a player wants a commitment from a team. Um, but basically, it's like I need surgery. So could you like, could I talk to your doctors first before I sign with you? I'll get my surgery, you know, and then I'll come play some games for you. I'm just shocked that this guy still has the ability to shoot himself in the foot time and time again. Like, don't you think like there's he's, like, like nothing left it? to shoot? <laughs> yeah, like, don't you think he's blown his foot off by by this point already? Like, he's on full Plaxico Burris and just like it's gone. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't his foot. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, like, I just, like, at what point, do, I mean, he's obviously surrounded himself with yes men. Because, like, at what point do, do AB's friends and family, like, intervene and, like, like dude, like. What are just, you doing? Just stop already. <laughs> like Enough, man. Yeah. Like, you are cost, literally costing yourself money. Yeah. Like, time and time again like i'm sure he but, doesn't need he doesn't need money um and to be honest i don't care if he holds out on a team before he gets surgery like like i said as long if he's hurting himself whatever just stop putting your kids in the middle of it like yeah yeah um one we talked about a lot about last week uh you actually called this and you were you were correct Bobby Wagner is staying in again. the NFC West <laughs> again. For the second time this year. <laughs> I'm right twice. I'm going to tell my wife. Um, <laughs> five-year contract, and it's a deal worth $50 million and has a maximum value, so probably incentives, up to $65 million for the, I don't know what, 10-time All-Pro, something like that, eight or eight or nine years anyways. Eight, um, eight-time All-Pro. Yeah. 
And of course, because Raven's Twitter is just off their damn rocker lately, like, I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, that caused a lot of problems. And I was like, until I see the details of the contract, which I haven't actually investigated into, um, I'm okay with losing out on that because uh, what Bobby turns, this will be his age 32 season coming up, I believe. He's 31 or 32, so it puts him at about 37 at the totality of the contract. Nobody wants to be paying an inside linebacker who has led the league in tackles, uh, you know, 10 to, you know, $15 million a year uh, into their age 37 season. Just nobody really wants to do that. Um, It's a deal that... You're going to get good value out of it the next two years, probably three years. Um, and to be honest, if the Rams go back to back Super Bowl champions because of this move, who cares? Flags fly forever. Good for the Rams. Um, I'm I'm OK with the Ravens not getting him for five years at that price. Um, but I'm sure there's something in there. Maybe it's void years on the contract or maybe it's. Uh, you know, they have a potential opt-out after two or three years. Um, but you called it, Chris, again. I am so smart. <laughs> S-M-R-T. Um, I mean, Bobby going to the Rams hurts. Like, I just, you know, I, I it sucks seeing it them sucks. stay in the NFC West. I feel a little bit like Tony Braxton right now, and I just want to be like, Unbreak my heart. <laughs> nice reference. Say you love me again. Undo this hurt you caused when you walked out the door. Walked out of my life. I just that that's how I'm feeling right now with Bobby going. That's going 30 to seconds of our lives we'll never get back, peeps. Uncry <laughs> these tears. Yeah, it always cried so many nights. Oh my word! Unbreak my heart. Good notes, bud. Good notes. Uh, it it always sucks when you go to like a division rival, right? Yeah, but I mean, it was it it it's it just makes too much sense. It made I mean, a lot of sense. He's from L.A. He he knows the division. He knows the Ram system. Um, he gets a chance, like he has to be the middle linebacker behind Aaron Donald. Like <laughs> they're going <laughs> like, to be, that is such a like insane one, two punch. Like it's just, it's not even fair how good they're going to be stuffing the run, getting to the quarterback, putting pressure on it. Like it's just, it's not fair. Um, so like, I mean, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, um, Excuse me, I'm gonna hurt myself while I backpedal here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear my other labrum. Um, are the Rams the NFC favorites now? Like I'm like I'm sorry. Like I know I said that or you know it was a two two horse race a couple of weeks ago with the Packers and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are still in that conversation. The Packers trading Devonte Adams has me questioning them. But like the Rams have Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and Jalen Ramsey on defense. Like. All three levels are surrounded by all pros. It, I mean, I said, you know, if we're going to talk about being right, I thought the Rams should be in that conversation for, uh, you know, 
leaders of the NFC, undoubtedly. I mean, they brought almost everybody back. Um, so, yeah, I I think it's a fantastic move for them. Um, and they signed Allen Robinson. And they got a Rob. damn it. it. Yeah, it's like they, they lost Vaughn. They brought in Bobby. They lost or have are losing Odell, bringing Allen Robinson. Like, all of cool. these moves are just... They're they're great. Like I, I'm envious of of Rams fans when uh, they they've shown that they just want to go all in for the next you know two three four years, win a couple championships, and be okay with that. And I love yeah. that because you know I, I feel like you could probably attest to this uh, pretty well, being you know a Seahawks fan and winning your first championship what like nine years ago, I guess now. Um, mm, yeah, is it 2013? Is that the right year? 2013 season, yeah, they yeah. They, they won it in, 20, in 2014, February 2014, right? Yeah. So, like, until that point, Seattle didn't have a Super Bowl. Like, some people cheered for that team from the day they started cheering for football till the day they died, and they never saw their team win a championship. You've got other teams all across the league who maybe have won one championship in their whole totality or no championships. So like, I just love the idea that flags fly forever and the Rams are like, we want to win now. And we're just going to, we're mortgaging the future because, you know, first round picks don't matter. And uh, let's just, let's go get a championship again. And that sucks for you, obviously, division rivals um, loading up, but uh Speaking of, yeah, all, all three of the Rams fans are going to be so excited when <laughs> when they win a Super Bowl again. <laughs> oh, Christopher, get it in while you can, because there's dark days ahead, bud. Hey, that's okay. I mean, you know, I, I bet you there's still more people that would show up to, um, you know, the Seahawks, like just like waving them off to the airport to go play a road game than what showed up to the Rams Super Bowl parade. That's true. Um, okay, let, let's shift gears to another NFC team that you just mentioned. Um, you talked about the Bucks being one of the front runners in the NFC. Well, they weren't shy this week on causing a little more drama in the building. Um, if it wasn't bad enough that Tom Brady takes 40 days to retire and unretire, um, I can't even remember when he unretired, it couldn't have been more than two weeks ago now. Um, his head coach is retiring. So Bruce Arians is leaving the Bucks, um, and defensive coordinator Todd Bowles is going to be taking over the team. Um, and it's just, it's, it's caused a little bit of like interesting debate in the football world. Like, did they know all along? Did Tom know that Bruce was retiring. Um, did Tom come back and then Bruce retired? Did they actually have a feud going on? And then there's the whole like, um, did the Bucks kind of circumvent the uh, hiring process with just naming Todd Bowles as their replacement? Now, um, I think Todd Bowles' last head coaching job was with the Jets, if I remember correctly. Um great defensive mind um i I think he's going to do a good job i mean the the roster's loaded so so clearly he's going to have some stuff to play with but there's just a lot of questions on like 
you know, did they wait on Bruce retiring so that they could just give the reins to Todd Bowles instead of going through the hiring process? Have you, did you hear anything about that? Yeah. I can't remember exactly what I read, but it, it was something along the lines of like, once the like new season has, has begun, like the official, like first, um, official day of, of, of the new season or, or whatever new, new business year or yeah. call it. Um, they no longer have to follow uh, any sort of like protocols as far as interviews and like, you know, um, a, a, a obliging the Rooney rule, which I mean, I, I guess in this scenario, like, I mean, they, they hired an African-American as, as their coach. So they, they likely would have, I mean, a, or no, cause I think the Rooney rules, you have to, interview an african-american coach outside of the organization is it maybe so yeah i think so so yeah so anyways it it could have been circumvention of having to follow those rules because they wanted to give the they they didn't want to have a um you know brian flores situation where they're they're bringing a guy in just because they had to you know follow follow the rules i'm i'm trying to really toe the line here. Uh, yeah, um, like I know what you're saying because clearly they wanted Todd Bowles to take the reins. Um, they, yeah. they had their guy that they wanted to hire. I, I think that's where more people are getting, you know, into the conversation. I, I don't necessarily think the, or at least the conversations I heard had nothing to do anyways about like minority candidates because like you said, they hired a minority um, yeah. coach to take mm-hmm. over. My my two bigger questions are like, A, did Tom Brady retire because he didn't want to play for Bruce Arians right. anymore? That's a big question. And B, my other question is, of course, um, when Brady was still retired, uh, Bruce Arians said like, no, Kyle Trask is our guy. We're going to go with Kyle Trask. And someone asked like, will you trade Tom Brady's rights if Tom Brady asks you even though he's retired will you trade his rights and and arians goes no that's bad business and of course you know these last couple weeks there's been rumors swirling of you know touchdown tom going taking his talents to uh to south beach and and playing for the dolphins um so is arians retiring because he's like i want no part of this bad business but he's in the front Hmm. office so I, I, I don't know. Um, I just, you know, me with my tinfoil hat trying to connect all the dots. Yeah, it, it's an interesting conversation because I I can't I was trying to wrap my head around a time where we had seen a coach kind of retire at this point in the season, especially when your team is so loaded. You just got didn't, the goat coming back, you know, from Arians abruptly leave the Cardinals too. I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, my, my other question that I wanted to add in there, or at least like a topic point to, to think about is there was this kind of rumor that Arians and Brady were having a bit of a feud. Now I was listening to a podcast on the weekend, um, where they had the Bucks GM come on and he was like, no, I haven't seen any of that. Like, of course, Arians choose everybody out. Like, if that's what you're referring to, then yes, they they got into arguments because they both chewed each other out, whatever. But my thing is, like, which came first? 
Tom knowing that Bruce was going to step down or did Tom come back and then Bruce stepped down? Like, is there anything more to that, that, that we will end up knowing about? And my spidey senses tell me that, yeah, there, there's going to be something coming out, maybe not this year, but maybe in five, 10 years, um, maybe when Brady actually retires where, you know, he does a, a last dance or a 30 for 30 or something like a football life. And right. we get to hear about what actually went on. Cause there's gotta be more to that. Like no way a, a, a guy is retiring greatest player ever and decides to come back, not knowing that Bruce Arians was going to step down. Like it, it had yeah. to be known that, that that was going to happen because I feel like if Brady came back to play in the Arian system and then he was like, yeah, peace, Tom. If I, if I were Tom, I'd be like, well, bye. Like I'll just re-retire then. So he, he must like the system or, or love what Todd Bowles is going to be bringing in. Um, well, or like you said, Byron, maybe he isn't getting well, traded. Yeah. But Byron Leftwich is running the offense there, right? Totally. Him, him and Tom Brady yeah. together. And I, I just looked it up and Bruce Arians abruptly retired on the Arizona Cardinals as well. So yeah, um, this is kind of his MO apparently. So maybe he'll come back a few years from now and coach some other random up and coming team that gets a, you know, future hall of fame quarterback as well. <laughs> just kind of gifted to him Hand maybe out. uh in two years when russell wilson's contract is is coming up he'll just randomly appear again i'm going to denver yeah or like wherever russ ends up <laughs> yeah uh, um yeah, go yeah i mean like you said maybe maybe tom is getting traded i would love to see it just because I, I want i'm you know this i'm team chaos <laughs> show me a tom give me tom brady traded to, to the dolphins because I want to see, I want to see t- the Twitter meltdowns. Are you Team Chaos though? Oh, I mean, I'm Team Chaos. We're gonna get to it in a little bit here, but I definitely put some chaos on Twitter that you did I'm not. I'm Team like. Chaos when it's not <laughs> directly affecting me. <laughs> okay, I'm Team Chaos for all 31 other teams than my team. Absolutely, yeah. I love seeing everyone else melt down, but like, just like leave me alone and let me sit on That's on so my funny. my throne of, of peacefulness <laughs> hey i've had enough chaos this off season already okay that's like, true bobby wagner broke my heart on break my oh, heart not again russell wilson is on his way to denver um i just like i don't need any more chaos in my life steven what steven what Pe- else steven steven peter fisher what else could go wrong hey we'll talk about that soon uh, but let's talk about south beach uh cornerback Xavier Howard agreed to it says a new five-year 90 million dollar contract but I think it just has tacked on two years onto his existing three-year contract um and brings up over 50 million dollars in new money which I think he was looking at trying to get last year remember there was talks about you know he wanted to be paid more than um oh why am I drawing a blank Byron Howard? Oh, B- Byron Murphy? Jones. Byron Jones. Byron Jones, right. They had two I got great... the first name, right? That's right. They had two good corners, and they both wanted to, like, outdo each other. Um, but saving Howard at 28 years old, he comes in and he cashes in again. Um, that's the price you pay for a guy who just 
turns the ball over. He is an interception machine. Uh, he led the NFL in interceptions in 2018, 2020. Uh, he had five last year, which sounds like a down year, but you know, a corner with five interceptions is a pretty damn good year uh, for me. Um, yeah, great move for them. Really great move. Anything to add? Yes. No. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I like Xavier Howard. I think he deserves to get paid, and I think he's um, one of the Dolphins' best defensive players. Um, so he should be one of their highest highest paid players on on that team and i mean obviously the you know the the, the dolphins are i don't know can, can we say the dolphins are, go, are going for it they're, they're, i think they're, so. they're trying to right they're, they're trying I to so. make a make a push to be kind of you know one of one of the teams in the afc that that super stacked afc um it seems like a lot of teams are just like let's go for it yeah which, which I love it. It's I'm, exciting. I'm all here for it. Yeah. And then Houston's just like, hey, guys. Like, we're over we're here. here. We just hope everyone has fun. <laughs> I, You know what? <laughs> Houston went for it. The fact that they got rid of Deshaun Watson and they right. they landed, you know, a great package for him. And you don't have to have the face of your franchise as a guy who literally does not take no. Um I think By we should the, refrain from using the word package when talking about Deshaun Watson. But I'm, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you haven't heard some of the leaked tapes from his, uh, have you seen any of those yet? He's the just questions. Not, like you, you watch that, and it's like watching. It's it's like when I was a teenager, my parents were asking me if I was smoking cigarettes, like. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't me. Yeah, no, I was with my friends who were smoking cigarettes. Like, yeah, I just, like it just that's what it felt like. It was just like a, a teenager getting reprimanded for something that they weren't supposed to be, were not supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, I like I, I'm 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 laughing, but it, it, it's not it's not a joke. It's just matter. Like the greasy um, language that he uses. It's like he uh, he answers is. questions with questions, so he can't be like I guess charged with it and i don't know it's like he was were you defensive. doing this and he was like he was, what do you mean was i doing this he was very defensive yeah very very defensive he's like well you you basically i mean some of the questions were based you know did you do this well that was you think that's actually a smart thing to do and he gets all defensive like yeah i i, I understand why he would get defensive um but it's just a really, it's just an odd interview, right? Like the questions and his responses are just, there's just something not right there. And yeah, good, good for Houston. Um, moving on, let, let's hear what you have to think about this trade. Devontae Parker to the New England Patriots. I, I, I feel like we all kind of saw him getting shipped off. Um you know, when they got Tyreek to, to pair with Jalen Waddle. Um, Still somewhat surprising. Like, I mean, yeah. that was a pretty good three headed monster. Like, yeah, again, like surround to uh, with, with weapons. I, I think it's probably more to do with the fact that they just gave Xavier Howard more money than it does to do with Tyreek. Like they just had to make, you know, room somewhere. Right, and um, remember what Marquise uh, chimed in last week. They, I, I keep forgetting about this move, but they also signed Cedric Wilson, who right. is now their, you know, 
he is the third man. So yeah, it it it, it still did shock me because I, I thought that there, would be a good o- pairing. Um, yeah, there's only so many mouths to feed, right? Right. Um, I, I think it's a great trade for the Patriots. I, I think he's. I mean, the the last time a wide receiver went from uh, Miami to New England, it worked out pretty well. So, <laughs> I, I I mean, there's, you don't have Tom Brady throwing the ball, and Devontae Parker is not Wes Welker, but um, I mean, they so they. The Dolphins sent Devontae and a fifth-round pick this year to the Patriots for a third-round pick next year. And if you know anything about trade value, uh, the picks now are worth a lot more because you know what they are. Like, I'm not sure what that fifth-round pick is, but there is a number on there, like 155. Like, pick 155. I'm going to get a top 150 player plus Devontae Parker for whatever else uh, you get in the third round next year. It might be pick 60. It might be pick, I don't know, Eve. I'm just making numbers up. I could do the math. I'm not going to, though. Hashtag maths. Hashtag mathing. Hashtag Steve doesn't teach maths. Could if I wanted to. I just don't want to, okay? I just like Jim better, okay? (laughs) Look at my biceps. (laughs) (laughs) The beep test is the most wonderful thing in schooling today. Why would I worry about fractions when I can run kids the beep test? I don't know what the numbers mean, but I can run them, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We have two other pieces here to talk about before we're going to get into our our chaos that I'm doing. Our Um, segment of the day, call it? Yeah, let's call it segment of the day. Um, Colin Kaepernick did a throwing exhibition at Michigan's spring game this past Saturday. Uh, We had NFL talent evaluators there to see what Cap still had. And his message to the teams was, I can help make you a better team. I can help you win games. I know right now the situation likely won't allow me to come in and uh, step into a starting role, I know I'll be able to work my way to that, though. Um, He says, to the teams that have questions, more than anything, I would say I'd love to come in for a workout. I'd love to sit down with you and have that conversation about how I can help you be a better team. Um, I don't care about anything else, you know, aside from like legal situations, obviously, like the Deshaun Watson thing. But um, if I'm a team and he can still throw the ball. He's probably better than most backup quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Why not? Like if you're a team that's kind of like rebuilding and you need to, you know, put some seats in stadiums and give the guy a chance. Um, I I think he should get a chance because I know a lot of backup quarterbacks that aren't even remotely close to, uh, probably being able to do what he could do in a backup role. I don't think he he's saying he could work his way into a starter role. Mm, color me skeptical about that one, but a backup, sure, why not? I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, if somebody wants to pay him millions of dollars to hold a clipboard, I'm sure he's really good at holding a clipboard. <laughs> um, I just, I'm. So I'm sick of the Colin Kaepernick song and dance. I really am. 
Um, it, you know, it, it's nothing to do with his, um, you know, w- w- with what he's standing up for. That has nothing to do with it. He wasn't that good of a quarterback when he fizzled out of the league. Why would a team sign him now? I, I just, I, I just don't. Because there's it. also not very good quarterbacks in this league that get paid. Yeah, sure. I mean, Mason Rudolph is in, is, is in Pittsburgh. That's, that's a prime he, example. He's competing of, for a starting role against Mitchell Trubisky and Dwayne <laughs> Haskins. Let yeah, that I'm, let that sentence sink into your cerebellum for a moment and tell me Cap should not be given a chance. I just like sorry, maybe you didn't uh, hear the three people. That was Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky, and Dwayne <laughs> Haskins. Sorry, one sorry, what was that? One, one more time? I could um, give you three worst quarterbacks to I be just, in a like, room with. One of Kaepernick's biggest things that made him effective was his ability to escape the pro- the the pocket and ability to run. You don't think I mean, he can do that? Can he still do it as effectively as he did well, was it 5 5 years ago? Uh, probably like, not. Maybe the maybe being out of the NFL and and not taking the hits has actually done his body's wonder though. Yeah, but uh, I would argue the game's gotten faster in the last 5 years. Uh, yeah, I agree. Right? So like can can his can can his mind and his body react to a game that's faster than what he remembers? I just I I don't know. Like if a team wants to give him a, a workout, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe they're giving this guy a workout. Right. Like, sure, give give him a workout. I just I I'm I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick like if he really wants to play football. There's other avenues that he could take to prove that he could still play, play football. Come to the CFL. Go to the uh, USFL. Go to, uh, you know, keep yourself ready for the XF. Like, there, there's other avenues that you could take to, to prove that you can still play football in a football atmosphere rather than, you know, doing glorified pro days and throwing balls against, you know, to wide open receivers with no defense, right? I I fully agree with you on that one. I I think there's probably a lot more things he could be doing. Um, I can't remember where I saw this, but somebody was like, tell me Colin Kaepernick does not get a chance, but Tim Tebow got a chance to come in, get signed at a position he'd never played after being out of football and literally pursuing a different sport. Um, and he got his chance somehow, it, somehow, somewhere he got his chance. We know how he got that chance. though. that was Urban Meyer. There's, that a, wouldn't have ha- there's that also wouldn't more have dumb people in the NFL like okay, Urban Meyer. But it, 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 I mean, the only reason he got this opportunity at the Michigan Blue and Maze game is because of Jim Harbaugh. It's true. So if Jim, Har- if Jim Harbaugh pop, pops up in the NFL again, maybe there's Kaepernick, you know, there's the, the the door kind of cracking open for, for Kaepernick. Yeah. Tebow wouldn't have been given that opportunity anywhere else. I mean, it, he got cut by the Jaguars and nobody was like, Oh, like maybe we should bring him in for a workout and see how he looks at, at at the tight end position in our system. Right. That was completely urban Meyer. um, Just trying to, do a, a solid for one of his boys. It's true. 
Um, I, I think this news broke today. It might have been yesterday. I, I forgot to check. Um, long time running back in the NFL out of the U. Frank Gore is retiring third all-time on the rushing yards list at exactly 16. Isn't that a weird stat? At, of of all numbers, he is exactly 16,000 yards uh, into into the record books. Um, I was just looking here. His last year with the Jets, he still put up 653 rushing yards. I forgot he even played. Isn't that like... Next time I bring back the the third down segment, whenever, whenever that may be, I should do the research and do like... Battle of the forgettable years. Like, yeah. I forgot Frank Gore even played for the Jets. What about the Dolphins? What about the Bills? What about the Colts? You forget about those years? I remember the Colts. I remember the Colts really well. I don't really remember Miami that much. I don't. Vaguely. Yeah. Like, yeah, not really. Vaguely with, with the Bills as well. Now, here's a question for you, because I've heard this uh, on the Rich Eisen podcast. I actually heard this first, uh, I think it was during the shutdown, actually, um, when I really started listening to podcasts. So that would have been, what, 2019. Um, he was with the Bills at the time. And they were debating, is Frank Gore a Hall of Fame player? Yes or no? The yes people were like, yeah, dude, he's got 16,000 rushing yards. He has, uh, I think, almost 10, 1,000 rushing yard seasons. And then the, the no but people... that's a longevity thing. Right. The other people were said exactly that. They were like, well, he played for, what, like 20 years? Like, Yeah, yeah. That, that's, well, not that's, 20 a years. To, that's a hard one years? to answer. He's... He's a bubble guy for sure. Really? He's, he's not getting in first ballot. You don't think so? No. Hmm. Like, he's probably someone that's going to have to, like, he's going to have to wait. I just, I, like. Here's the devil's I, advocate I, argument to that, though. How many players do you know in a 16-year career as a running back missed a total of, I don't know, eight, eight to ten games? Isn't there something to be said about just the Absolute, literal longevity no, yeah. of it? Oh, interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> no longevity one has... is a positive, not not a negative. No, it, 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 and it like and it it is like the, the fact that especially as a running back, he had that longevity is absolutely Im, Im, impressive. But I just <laughs> it's I a don't tough know. one. It's it, a it's tough a, one. It's a really interesting conversation. And, I mean. I, I I'm I am probably a little bit biased because like, I mean, hey Frank Gore, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, <laughs> uh, th- that guy was always good for at least once a year. He would put up 200 yards a, a game against the Seahawks. Yeah, one of one of the two games that the Seahawks and the Niners played every time 200 200 yards. But like, I, I look at a guy, um, you know, again to just just further. Uh, point out my my bias. Um, I look at a guy like Sean Alexander, who is a former league MVP, and and he didn't get in in his first year. So it's just it's, it's like I don't know. Sean Alexander you know I mean? didn't top the ten thousand yards though, did he? Uh, I think Be he close. Might have 
just so while you're looking that up um yeah on youtube we have no one so <laughs> that's actually no one who are you <laughs> that's actually their name but i uh, appreciate you chiming in on the conversation it says gore definitely hall of fame material i'm i'm on the no, Sh- sean just missed ten thousand. yeah i'm on the frank gore in the hall of fame even as a first ballot like there's just longevity i feel like gets used against people i mean you could look at his last whatever six years and he only had one year over four yards per carry as an average but the fact that he's still running the rock as a 37 year old dude And, and in those in those scenarios you have to look at the overall team that he was playing for too right like there's more to the to the to the picture than just like well his numbers dipped off in 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 the last year yeah sure he was still playing but his numbers weren't as good well yeah his teams probably weren't as good either i mean he was playing for the dolphins bills and jets um i it just he is hall of fame material i'm 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 not saying that he shouldn't get in but i I do still think that he is one of the like again i'm not gonna be you know banging the, the 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 drum either way like if he gets in i'm not like what the hell i can't believe like frank gorin if he get if he doesn't get in i'm not like he should be like he's he's one of those bubble guys that i'm not going to be surprised if he's not a first ballot hall of famer like hmm. he was he was good absolutely he was good at you know especially in the, in the prime of his career he was phenomenal um and and his longevity absolutely is a positive yeah. uh no one uh <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so funny. um and I do agree with you, Steve. Like, you know, a lot of people do use longevity as as a negative. Like, well, he only put up those stats because he played for so long. Right. Yeah, but he still played for that long, right? Right. Like, like when you th- think of all of the running backs that have ever come through, like, there are two guys. Emmett Smith. <laughs> right on cue, no one says longevity worked out for Emmett Smith. I- exact same <laughs> argument, right? Emmett Smith played for a long time. Um, Walter Payton. Those are the only two names that have run the football further on an NFL football field than Frank Gore. Barry Sanders couldn't or wouldn't do it. We're not really sure. AP, he's technically, I guess, still in the league. Maybe, kind of. Depends if he has a dip in or not. Couldn't do it. LT couldn't do it. Eric Dickerson couldn't do it. Jim Brown. Marshall Falk. Marcus Allen. Like, just keep going down the list of all of these guys. 16,000 yards is unbelievable. Like, I just don't know if we are going to see another running back from our era hit those kind of numbers just the way the game is going, Um, which makes it, to be honest, makes it a little more impressive that he was in, like, the bang and crash kind of years where you could go helmet to helmet, you could blindside guys, and he still somehow managed to uh, play football. Like, the next... I'm just looking on the all-time list, other than AP, depending if you consider him done or not. The next highest guy on the list is Mark Ingram at 78, almost 7,900 yards. That that's of, insane. Of, sorry, of active of players. Of active players, yeah. Mark Ingram is the next closest guy. The the even like I mean, sixteen thousand is like obviously like that that's impressive. Like when you think about it, the ten thousand yard running back is a thing of the past. Like I just who's, 
Zeke, Who's the next running Zeke back will probably Zeke will probably get there most likely. He's at almost mm-hmm. seventy four hundred. Derrick Henry is almost at seven thousand. They'll be close. I don't know if they'll get there. They'll be close. Like you are right. The the ten thousand yard rusher is such a thing of the past. But think of some of the names that he has almost doubled in yards. Maurice Jones Drew had just over eight thousand rushing yards total. Herschel Walker eight thousand. 200 yards Terrell Davis 7600 like that is insane 16,000 yards is, is TD in the Hall of Fame uh yeah I think he is I'm pretty I mean he didn't he win a Super Bowl MVP though uh or, he did so that that kind of helps him right yeah, yeah, I think TD's I think winning in helps the Hall of Fame in 2017 and, and, and that's that's kind of where I, I I'm at like with Frank Gore, um, again, the numbers were great. The longevity is impressive. Um, but can we say he was ever the best at his craft? Uh, no, but I would argue that there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that were never the best of their era or the best of their craft. Like, I, I've, I've maybe got a different definition of what a Hall of Fame player should be. I think... A Hall of Fame player, when you say that person's name, um, it should be synonymous with the sport, the position that they played. Like they changed the position or um, they were just such a staple at the position. Um, I think production has to come uh, into effect. Like there's only two people that have ever rushed more yards. Like that's for for me, it's a lock. When you get into the top five... of, and, and of those two statistical guys are, categories are, are, you know, two of the guys that everyone talks about as oh, the yeah. greatest of all time, right? I mean, they're in the conversation. Emmett and Walter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Barry's four. He's in the conversation, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think production trumps everything, but when production is that high, when you're knocking on the door of like some untouchable records, I, I just think it's a no brainer, but it's an interesting conversation. Like, when I first heard it on Rich Eisen a few years back, I was like, Oh, of course he's a, he's a first ballot hall of famer. Like, look at, look at the numbers he's put up. And then the more you start getting into the bit debate, you're like, huh? Like, I don't, I don't think he was ever a top five, top three running back that, from his era. Yeah. I don't think he it, it, necessarily changed the game completely, but something about consistency like consistency longevity dependability um plays a factor in for me yeah i mean i I, i'm gonna sit on 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 the fence right like it's just it's he's one of those guys that i'm not gonna be banging the drum for him to get in i'm not gonna be banging the drum if he does get in it's just right he he had a very good impressive career agree no doubt no doubt about it i just Will he get in the Hall of Fame? Probably. Yep. I just don't think he's a. I don't think he's a first ballot guy. Interesting. I I could probably get behind that. Although I think he should be a first ballot. I would understand why he wouldn't get selected as a first ballot and maybe on the second or third try or whatever it is. Um. Okay. Let's cause a little chaos. Let's end the show with a little bit of yelling and angry Chris going on here because ah, I kind of like that. 
Well, our teams had a little something in common uh, over the last, I don't know, 24 hours, hey? Uh, uh, apparently. So, I, I can't even find it anymore. I, I'm, I'm so into the... Uh, into the labyrinth of tweets stupid steve as my screen would suggest um decided to get behind lamar jackson's take on basically retweeting dk saying hey like you're welcome over here come play with us we we would love to have you and of course i think there's 31 other teams that would love to trade for dk metcalf um it just seemed really funny that he tweeted it out, and then uh, a little while later, when Twitter basically imploded for a little while, being like, oh my god, DK Metcalf is going to the Ravens. Clearly he is, because <laughs> Lamar just tweeted it, saying he's coming. Um, he, 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 he tweets again and says, like, oh my gosh, I, if, if I would have known what this would have done, I, I wouldn't have done it. But that's what Twitter does, so let me tweet, basically. So I decided to follow in Lamar Jackson's footsteps and uh, I fleeced Pro Football Focus's mock trade simulator. And when I say fleeced, I mean, I mean fleeced. So if you've never done it, it's a good therapeutic thing when your team, um, when you just want to go to imagination land. Uh, so the Ravens have the 14th overall pick. The Seahawks have the ninth overall pick. I waited for that ninth overall selection to come in. I paused the trade simulator and I offered wide receiver Miles Boykin, the 14th overall pick, a third round pick this year, 76th overall, a sixth round pick this year, and a second round pick next year, which is TBD, for the ninth overall selection where I selected tackle Charles Cross out of Mississippi State, and wide receiver DK Metcalf. I got both of them, Chris. And I didn't even have to give up. Well, I mean, I gave up my first round pick, but I got your first round pick. So I got like a potential franchise tackle and a 24-year-old behemoth, the Hulk of candy eating DK Metcalf. So before we get into how much you hate me, how much do you love his diet? You must have been watching uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when you made that PFF trade. And, you know, Gene Wilder was singing, Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look. I thought it was pure imagination. And you'll see into your imagination. That was That was you, like, just, like just you know rainbows and unicorns and all the good things um and you know the 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 willy wonka in the chocolate factory um is is a perfect cue up for hearing about dk metcalf's apparent call it air quote (laughs) diet there's no way talk about how important nutrition is nutrition's huge i'm I'm, I'm probably the worst person to ask that (laughs) God, are you eating pop, you eating Popeyes, churches? Nah, see, you from I, the city too. I know you be eating coon soup. Yeah, that's I'd some be shit. A, I'm a candy type person. Oh, um, what? I eat one meal a day, drink one coffee, and eat like three, four bags of candy. <laughs> man, define bags of candy, man. Jelly like beans. A, nah, see, I'm a gummy, gummy, gummy type of guy. See, you get 
your lifesavers. Come on, man, stop, stop, man. Come on, hold on, hold on, man. So you finna go through a structure, a bag of candy, you about to go through the whole, okay, let's hear this, let's hear so, this. So, all right, I'm just take you through yesterday. So yesterday I woke up, worked out, worked out again, came home, showered. I'm hungry, run to Starbucks, get a quick coffee. That's gonna hold me till like four, five o'clock. This 12, okay. so it's gonna hold me for like four hours. Dang. Around 4.30, I'll order some candy and a water. So I got, what did I get yesterday? I got the Skittles gummies. Then I got uh, the Lifesaver Creations. They the same size bag, so I just mix them. So it's safe to say we're going to see a DK gummy at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. Okay, y'all heard it. Um, Another certified, certified moment. Certified right? moment, hey. <laughs> Get the gummy, get the candy, get the water, eat that. That's going to hold me to like 8 o'clock where I'm having dinner, 8, 9. And then I eat dinner, go to sleep. That's an everyday thing. That's a That's Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday, Monday through Monday. You know, not you eat candy like that, huh? Yeah. I'm a candy eater, yeah. So for anyone who, who hasn't seen that clip yet, that was uh, uh, DK Metcalf on uh, Kevin Garnett's, uh, I don't know, I think it's called his KG Certified Show or something like that. Um, that was, I, I literally watched that clip. I, I'd seen it kind of, you know, surface kind of here and there. And I was like, ah, whatever, like DK Metcalf eats candy, whatever. Um, I, I, I watched that clip for the first time earlier tonight. And like, you wake up with no nutrition, go work out twice, grab a coffee at noon, and it's like, yeah, that'll hold me off like four or five o'clock. And then I, uh, I, I'm, I'm hungry. Instead of eating dinner, I'm gonna eat a couple bags of candy. And then like, oh, I eat nine o'clock. I'm hungry again. Like, okay, let's grab some dinner now. Like, I want to know what he has for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> And they say that a hero can save us. That's all I could think about listening to that. I was like, this man is literally my hero. I don't eat breakfast as well. More of just nope, like a, just a lazy a, kind of thing. I'll, I'll grab a coffee. Grab a coffee. I'm a coffee guy. Um, yeah. Usually eat around lunchtime. But if I could supplement my actual lunch for just three or four bags of candy and still look like the Hulk... Sign me up for this. Like, I don't know if we have somebody who listens to the podcast who's a nutritionist, but tell me how I can plausibly do this because I want to eat candy, coffee, still be able to work out like he does and look like he does. And yes, Chris, I would be very interested to hear, like, what does this dude eat for dinner? Because it's got to be something because he's a big boy. He needs some calories, man. He posts on Instagram all the time of like him eating like pop tarts and like crap That's... like that too, right? I'm just like, like, could you? So here's another good question: <laughs> Could you imagine what DK Metcalf would look like if he had a proper diet, or what more he could do? Like, could he run faster than Olympians if he ate properly instead of like skipping meals and eating jelly gummies? <laughs> Which, by the way, like. <laughs> In my opinion, there's like ranks of candy. And when he was like, no, 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 like no jelly beans. I need like the gummies. I was like this. I love this. I I, I love you. Yeah. I love you, yeah. DK. So yeah. please come I, to I, the I Ravens. 
the only way that like I could have like possibly loved him more is if he said, "No, no, no, man! Like I don't need those. Like give me those sour gummy candies because like I'm a sour uh, sour candies are my kryptonite." Sure, but if you're eating three or four bags, <laughs> you're gonna lose your tongue if you eat that many sour. Oh, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> wreck my tongue. Wreck wreck my 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 the, the the lining of my stomach. Get me those sour candies. I just I think you would need. I a, can't help myself. You need kind of like a. A good balance of them, but it, at least he went gummies and he was like, sure, if if I, you know, as as myself, Chris Phillips, yes, I would need a good balance <laughs> as, you know, a, a freak of nature. DK Metcalf, apparently he can do whatever he wants. He can literally do whatever he wants. Like he's l- literally a, a professional athlete, but still living the life like the of Hulk. a typical 24 year old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, like, I want this guy to be a Raven so bad now. Like, I'm 24 and single. Yeah, like, yeah, I candy all day and like whatever. I'll drink some coffee and eat dinner or whatever. But like, other than that, like I just want some more candy. Like That's maybe so funny. mix in a bowl of some cinnamon toast crunch. And <laughs> <laughs> that, you get the trifecta. Alert, that's what dinner was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so but like, hopefully he like so. Hopefully he doesn't mix in some crab cakes into that diet. Oh, we, I, I'm sure Jimmy's would uh, do the Bobby treatment for him and unretire the crab cakes for life to get him to Baltimore. He's obviously on the last year of his rookie deal, so he would need a mega, mega, mega contract. Um, but let's play a little roulette with this. Uh, let's. Let's go into the the nether realms of what if, because we did it last year with Russell Wilson. Um, not that you want to trade DK Metcalf, but theoretically, if you had to get a return package for him, what are, I know you're shaking your head, but you did this with Russell Wilson too until you were like, well, fine, if I had to, no, I'd take this, no, this, 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 no. this, 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 this. Last year. Everybody's expendable. So what do you, what no. do you need for from him? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yes. I'd- so I, I have not run that scenario through my head because I'm just not ready to process that. Last year at the end of the season, I said, I said, everything needs to be on the table, including a Russ deal. And at that time, I, what, what did I say? Like two firsts, a second or, or, or a third and, and like, two roster players or, or something like that. Yeah. It, like, two impact young players. I think it was. Yeah. I, I think that's what I, that's what I said. And I mean, turns out a year later, I wasn't far off. Um, like, like, I mean, with, I, I, I guess with, with DK, if you're talking a DK trade, like I'm not even starting the conversation unless there's a first round pick on the table. This year, this year, this year, this year, for sure. And it would probably have but, to be in the top half of, of the draft, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or hopefully. 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 I mean, it would have to be a first-round pick this year, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, saying that, he is on the last year of his rookie contract. There is no fifth-year option. So that also takes away some of the leverage, right? Because whatever team is trading for him has to re-up him, has to pay him his new deal, has to, has to, has to. Um, 
But so, let's, so let's that just, changes the value a little bit, right? Well, let's just stop right there for a second because does it actually change the value? We just saw two bona fide superstars. It shouldn't because he's a 24-year-old freak so athlete we, wide right. receiver. Like, That's so, where I'm going so with this. Shouldn't, five, it shouldn't. Five years younger than the other guys. He... Uh, he is five years younger, but like, did it impact the trade package that, you know, Bryden Gutekunst got for Devonte Adams? I don't think so. Like they paid an arm and a leg. Did the dolphins pay an arm and a leg for Tyreek Hill? Absolutely. So you got to yeah. think when a guy who's like literally in the prime of his career and he's already vaulted himself into that top 10 wide receiver conversation and you're projecting him as a top five, top three, maybe even top one or two receivers. Um, I don't know if it really impacts the trade value. It's a good argument, but I, I think in, in the NFL world, because, you know, you and I have, have discussed this at, at, at great length, where it's like Russell Wilson kind of picked a receiver, right? One week, he would, it would be a Tyler Lockett week, and the next week, it's a DK Metcalf week, and then it's like a Tyler Lockett week. For, so it's like, I, I I feel like we haven't seen DK at his full potential yet. Um, and, and that might hurt negotiations as well, but at a minimum, there has to be a first on the table this year. Um, like I want to say like a first and a third this year and maybe a roster player, like, uh, maybe like a offensive lineman somewhere. Like if you can get like a, 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 a young Let's take the Ravens for example. Who's it? Uh, is it Ronnie Stanley? He's he's the franchise left tackle. Yes. Okay, <laughs> but he's up up for a contract extension, nope. is he not? Nope, he signed up. Did they sign him? Okay, yep. so I, I was going to say like let, let let's say like a first and a third this year, and like a a, a young tackle that's like come and do for a contract extension himself of like either left or, or right tackle. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like maybe something like that makes sense. Cause I, I, I know Pete and John want to get back to, you know, suffocating defense and ground and pound football. Um, but you know, Michael, Sean, uh, Dugar, uh, I think is how you pronounce his last name. He had probably the, the the best tweet about this whole DK Metcalf potential trade scenario. And it's like, if the Seahawks trade DK Metcalf, Seahawks headquarters are going to look like January 6th. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I, I absolutely like you don't, I don't care if you're in a rebuild. I really don't like, every team eventually hits this kind of reset button and, and they have to hit, hit that, that rebuild scenario. You do not trade your, I I said this last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, you do not trade your 24 year old stud wide receiver. You don't, you don't trade that guy. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I mean, I, I agree and I don't agree. I, I see both sides because I feel like I'm less clouded in 
um, not wanting to get rid of, you know, probably the face of your franchise going forward. I, I totally understand that. Yeah, I I was just looking, you know, Devontae got a first and a second brought back. Tyreek Hill, a first, second, and a fourth. Um, yeah, you got to think he's younger, less tread on the tires. He's a, like just freaky red zone target. Not that Devontae like, Adams wasn't. I think you got to get a first and a second, at least a first and a second. As much as I love DK, he doesn't have the resume of a Tyreek Hill or a Devontae Adams. And, and that's... And I think you're paying for potential more than you are the actual statistical numbers, I, I, so to speak. I think this league has proven that you're paying more for resume than you are potential. Yeah. So was my trade that far off then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was it the player or was it the picks involved? It, it, there's no <laughs> way Seattle's giving up DK Metcalf and number nine for number 14 and Miles Boykin and blah, 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 blah. And a second and a third and a sixth. No, I thought that there's was no, generous. There's no way Seattle's trading down and giving up, giving up their best wide receivers. <laughs> see, I thought there was value in it. Um I, I can't see. <laughs> I, I know you're trying to troll me right now and you're trying to piss me off. I can see through your, I can see through it, Steve. Um, were you, I, do I need to remind you that we are a clean podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Before I start chucking out all sorts of nasty words. Um, I'm still sticking with my stance. I think whether you want to admit it or not, I think every single player in this league has a price. If you think that giving up Devonte Adams was less impactful than giving up DK Metcalf, it's because you're a Seahawks fan. Um, everybody in Green Bay I, I never probably no, no. But I'm just saying, Devontae like, Adams is, is you're like, he's not Aaron getting Rogers. traded. He's not getting traded. No, he's not. No, he's not. It's you hold on to these young players. You do until you don't. You do until you don't, and then they're gone. Yeah, you do until you don't when they're 29 years old, not 24. Eh, they're both good players. That's why people want them. Nobody's coming knocking on the door for D. Eskridge, bud. No one wants you, him. You're right. Nobody wants to. So DK Metcalf <laughs> and D. Eskridge are the same age, right? Like D. Eskridge is going into his second year, uh, and DK is going into his fourth. Like, you you're right nobody's calling for ds bridge um you know th this year's cooper cup by the way <laughs> <laughs> right i saw that <laughs> speaking of trolls on twitter chris has been getting his troll on lately yeah just call me branch um <laughs> <laughs> anyone that doesn't have kids isn't, isn't going to understand that joke yeah <laughs> um no it, it just you 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 do you're right everyone does have a price you know the the million dollar man ted dibiase is running the nfl it, and everybody so true, man. everyone everybody's got a price i i would have um, been more on your side if the current trades didn't just happen right like if yeah if the russell wilson's weren't getting traded if you know Devonte adams tyree kill like guys who it's like nah they would never trade them like Guys, when you're thinking about, you know, Green Bay is knocking on the door of a Super Bowl. 
and they trade the best receiver or one of the best receivers, top two or three in the league. And you're like, why? And then KC is knocking on the door of another Super Bowl and they trade their superstar wide receiver. When teams come, you know, calling in and they're like, we'll give you a first, a second, and like this young, you know, upcoming guard or something like that. We know you got to revamp the offensive line. You'd be surprised what what teams will do when, you know, they don't really have an identity. And I know your argument would be like, oh, well, DK is going to be that identity. I just don't believe it. So I think there's a possibility that he gets traded. Um, I would love it if it's the Ravens because that makes the Ravens so much more dangerous on offense. Um, Yeah, I think Lamar would like throwing to him. It might end the show just out of bitterness. <laughs> There's the million dollar man. There's the million dollar man. He's got it's got the million dollar belt. Um, which I mean, I would love to see DK Metcalf to show up to training camp with the million dollar belt. Everybody's got a price. That would be so um, funny. Just causing all sorts of ruffles. Oh, it, it, hey, team chaos. I'm, team I'm chaos. here for that sort of chaos, not team trade DK chaos. Fair. um all right well we uh we're coming up on that time of the show where i'm going to bed so um and i'm we've ran out of things to yell at each other about (laughs) and and you're not taking the bait so uh uh, (laughs) no i i you you almost had me you almost had me uh but i didn't want to start swearing at you what are you chicken (laughs) <laughs> nobody. nobody calls me chicken mcfly no isn't it McFly, isn't it marty that gets like upset about being called chicken yeah nobody yeah, yeah. all right he's like nobody calls me chicken Biff. nobody um yeah so as always chris i'm gonna leave you uh with some last words be nice <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just want to say thanks to everyone again for tuning in to another episode of the Ball Hawks podcast. We are, of course, a part of the Dean Blundell Network. You can find us on Twitter at BallHawks underscore pod. Be sure to give my guy Steve a follow at SSFisher87. You can find me at PhillipsChris12. Uh, don't listen to Steve and his, uh, you know, BS DK Metcalf trade scenarios. Um, you know, it's all rainbows and unicorns from here on out Seahawks fans. And of course, guys, as always, the draft is coming up. Let's get excited and go Hawks. Peace. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.